Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Insane in the Membrane Pride Month Takeover. Insane in the Membrane. Hello everybody. Welcome to the show. It's your old pal Wilson. Uh, before we get into it, uh, we've got, I'm going to discuss a bit of admin. Just some admin first before we, before we get into the rest of it. Uh, we've got a gig. Don't forget we've got our gig. Thursday the 17th of June. Rich Wilson presents Dark Horse Live Comedy Under the Stars. You can be in the audience or watch and interact on Facebook. That means we're going to be doing it live. There'll be people there if you wish to be there. Uh, get your tickets for that. Uh, also, or you can join us via Facebook Live, where producer Paul will be manning the screens and the chat. And, uh, and basically, I'll be hosting, but producer Paul will be there next to me on, on, on the screens there, and he'll be able to tell me what's being said in the chat. We can have a bit of in back, back, back and forth, some interaction. You can heckle if you like. Um, so we're going to do that. That's on the 17th of June. Uh, I will be the MC. Uh, we've got Jen Brister. We've got Clinton Baptiste. Uh, he from uh, the medium from Phoenix Knights, plus Amy Cooper, uh, who's absolutely first class. I've worked with Amy many times. She's absolutely brilliant. It's going to be a cracking night, so you need to get your tickets because you're going to miss out otherwise. And I really don't want you to. It's going to be a brilliant night. Uh, four tickets to be there outside at the Forum Tunbridge Wells and tickets for the live stream. Find the link in my bio within this episode description or go to darklesdigital.co.uk. Oh yeah, you got to do that. It's going to be a great gig. It's actually it's great to be back gigging. I've been gigging loads this last couple of weeks. Oh my days, it's so good to be back. Got a stand ovation the other day, but I ain't going to go into that now because that's just break, 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 isn't it? So anyway, going into the... We got, we got merch. Don't forget we got merch. We got the Garms. This podcast is being supported by those wonderful boys that save our souls clothing. Good lads doing good things. I love those boys, and as I've mentioned many times before, they saved old Wilson when uh, when the gigs dried up and I didn't have any work. They took me in, they gave me some work, and I had a great time. I love those boys. And now they're our sponsors. But they also take care of our our merch, and it's really cool stuff. You really should, it's ethically sourced. Even the ink is uh, vegan friendly. So go to sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane and use the 15% discount code membrane uh, to get money off uh, our merch and their range. Uh, we've got we, we've got uh, we've got tees, we've got hoodies, and they're in a wonderful gold colour. And I don't want you sitting there going, no, yeah, we don't really do gold. You absolutely should. It, they look brilliant. They're going to look brilliant on you. They look brilliant. If I can pull it off, so can you. So stop mucking around. Get over to Save Our Souls Clothing and get yourself some garms, mate. So, this is what we're doing. This this is what we're getting to. So, this is what we're doing. Um, it's uh, it's 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 Pride Month. 
Um, and what we've decided, because we we already we've got we have fembrane and we have membrane, uh, and but then you know that's but there are people that are they they, they uh, identify as non-binary. So now for the entire month we're going to do we can do uh, insane in the them brain, and uh, and so uh, it's just it's just then we're all we're all inclusive. And uh, we've got some cracking, uh, we've got some cracking people coming your way, and uh, kicking off in fine style with the fantastic Ashlyn. They're absolutely brilliant. They're, they are a fantastic human being. I wanted to get them on for a while, and so they came on. And we had a brilliant chat. We talked about pronouns and what it actually feels like to be non-binary. We had a brilliant chat. They were excellent, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So, without further ado, here's Ashlyn. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. It's lovely to have you on. Thank you. I know it was a bit short notice. Uh, oh, it's very but, exciting. I haven't done a yeah. podcast before. That's great. We, and this is it. This is started, by the way. There's no big introduction. We do all that after. Cool. We just ease into it. We just get chat. It's, it's just a conversation. It's like mental health is the jumping off point. It's kind, but it's just people telling their stories, really. And I think that's more helpful for people to hear rather than just listing, you know, what's what's wrong with this. Rather, it, do you know what I mean? We talk about things, you know, just we talk about our lives, and then you know, it's how we've dealt with things. And that seems to be people yeah. people get more out of that, I think. So it's, you know. Um, um, I've, I've listened to a couple before. And yeah. I listened to a couple more um, last night. And I do like the, um, I, I feel like this is going to end up sounding like a backhanded compliment, but I do like <laughs> what feels like a lack of structure, like less structure than yeah. most podcasts because it just, it does feel, like you say, like much more of a conversation rather than a sort of, uh, you know, when you can tell that someone's listening to a response, but they're equally trying to push you down a certain yeah. route, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I like it. Well, I see it. I mean, I think it's just easier for people to listen to, because I've listened to a few mental health podcasts, and it's not, I know disrespect to them, I get it, but it's sometimes it's a little bit formal, 
And I think, right, yeah. you know, it, it, the most most things, most people have these conversations in pubs and coffee shops and things like that. And that's what this sounds like. This is what I'm supposed to. Yeah. I, it, but, it was, yeah. It, but it all happened by accident. It just kind of happened. I just, <laughs> I, just I'm, I wanted it to be quite relaxed because I'm quite. I'm, I, I, well, I've said this loads, but I'm sort of fundamentally I'm a shy person, so I worry a, a lot about about how I'm going to talk to when I have to talk to someone, especially someone I don't really know. I get a little bit oh god, and so it really helps me as well if it's in this like relaxed framework. You know, it's like a safe space yeah. for me to go. Okay, let's. How are you? <laughs> <Not just that>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny how. Most people, I was, I was like, I, I, right. So, like, so yesterday, I know I've known this guy Tom. I've known him forty six years, and I always thought he was really grounded. He's got a great job, you know. He's got his wife and kids and things like that, and he's had his problems over the years. But I, I met him. I met him yesterday. I had no idea how badly he was struggling with with life. Like right. this person that's so that I thought was so grounded is actually was on the edge, and, it, and I'm like, oh my god. It just goes to show you that most people are struggling with this, you know. People are hiding stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it, and I don't know if that's how, if that's your experience. It's kind of the, we seem to be talking to each other more and finding out that actually we're all on we're all quite on edge. I'm I'm the opposite, to be honest. I yeah. I chat to anyone and everyone. Brilliant. <laughs> and um, I still I still think of myself as an introvert because. I always need time by myself. Mm. Like like every every day, every few days, I always need time to myself to to sort of like recharge or whatever. Yeah. But I love talking and I will t- I have about two or three friends who I mean these days it's all on WhatsApp because oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't been able to see each other for ages. <laughs> and I moved to Edinburgh only a few months before the pandemic. So oh, like God. most of my close friends are still London based. But um that was obviously a very trying time for lots of people's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> included. And I I don't think I would have coped if I hadn't had outlets to to vent about it. Um, I work with kids. I look after two little kids at the moment. Oh, okay. That's my day job when I'm not drawing. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and because I live in the house with them, it went from working six hours a day to, I was homeschooling two different children in two different age groups. Wow. Um, and I was I was still doing the lunch and the dinner, trying to clean the house. Then I was marking the work and prepping the next day's work. And no. it, it, I was working like 15 hours, 15 hours? Thir- maybe about 13 hours a day. Wow. You know? and, yeah, um, right. It, and, not, and then you wake up at the weekend and you've got your time off, but you're still surrounded, like you're in your workplace. Yeah. Um, and and you're allowed what an hour out to go for a walk and that was it yeah Whoa. <laughs> um so i <laughs> i i was i would talk about my situation a lot okay um, right of friends. and if i didn't have that uh oh i don't know how i would have managed to be honest <laughs> it's nice that, they, that you've got that then you've got that outlet because yeah. like you say because that was one of the things my mate said that because he's been working from home and then he's and he doesn't leave his doesn't leave his dining room and then he's, and yeah. then, and then anything else he does in the evening is in his dining room, and then he's just, and he just suddenly realised he hadn't spoken to anyone or seen anyone on the outside for, for ages, you know. So it's yeah, good. Cabin fever, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. This is the thing with this lockdown. I think that we we really shone a light on the fact that even though we sort of hated going to work or people hate going to work, it actually was better that you had somewhere to go. 
Yeah. You know, just for your own, just for your noodle, just to, <laughs> just to sort your head out, you know, just change the scene. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I went back to London and I was I was very emotional on on the um on Sunday thinking I don't want to go back up to Scotland tomorrow. Like I love Scotland and I've always since I've moved up here I've been going, why didn't I move up here sooner? I love it. Yeah. Um but I got really, really upset about going back. And then I thought, actually, do you know what it is? It's just that being in London is the first time that I've been going out and seeing people in so wow, long right yeah and i think that's all it was was that just like a year and a half pretty much of being for the most part like trapped in your house and like up in scotland we didn't have that short period of time that england got where stuff opened back up again oh, so yeah. like we haven't had comedy gigs and and things like that like any form of nightlife really since t- like february march 2020 um so it's just like being somewhere where you can go out and you can see multiple different people. And these are like, some of these are people I haven't seen in two years now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's all it was. And so now I'm back up here. I'm like, no, it's, I do love it up here. But <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It, it, I didn't realise what a big um, sort of relief it would be, I guess, to yeah. be going out and doing stuff again. And, it is, yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's like the, the gigs have suddenly, they've come back full force. Yeah. And so, and so I've gigged. I've gigged every night. And it's I'm not, and I'm not complaining at all. It's been brilliant. But my head's spinning a little bit where I'm just, I'm excited as well. I'm just, I'm just so happy to be doing it again. But I haven't had a minute to sort of, there's other stuff that's now, there's stuff that I'm supposed to have done and it's kind of, I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. It go. must be so weird yeah. going, from, going from Zoom to like being back in a big room full of people again. It is, yeah. And it's, and people are giddy as well. They're giddy to be out. So they're all, you know, there's been a couple of times I'm like, can you not, you're talking a little bit while we're doing this. And they're like, oh, sorry, it's just that we haven't seen each other. And we're just, I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, you're going through this as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this seems, but this is the... The, the lockdown, the, this whole pandemic thing seemed to come along a really strange time. Well, it was never, you can't plan it, isn't it? It wasn't never going to be a good time <laughs> yeah. for this. But we were kind of, we're in this massive, we're, it seems like the world is in this massive transitional stage where we, we're, now, we're now addressing a lot of the problems in, in society that kind of, we, that we hadn't before. We kind of, I don't know, like, you know, like, like, like people, like people, how people identify now. We're now yeah. addressing that, and that's and that's a big thing. And I saw that because your pronouns are now they them. Yeah. And that this is what I find fascinating because you know because when I was growing up, and I'm, like, I've said this loads. I was a kid in the seventies and eighties, so it was only ever it was only really two genders. It was only men and women, and then you had people that were trans. But there, you, there was like you might have met one or two of them, maybe, but it wasn't wasn't a th- it wasn't it wasn't addressed yeah. it wasn't a big thing and now we've people that are now going oh no i am i'm not i'm not that and i'm not that but i am this must have been a relief it must have been you know it, you know what it's um it's a funny old thing and like for for me i i always took it in little baby steps yeah right <laughs> and and it's funny cuz a lot of people will be like oh but when did you know when did you know that that was and i was like well I, there wasn't really a point, a specific point, but um, I watched Drag Race. And <laughs> there was uh, there was a queen on Drag Race called Sasha Valore, who I've got a tattoo of on my arm. Uh, she signed <laughs> a gig for me. Nice. And she, she, like, her whole thing really is about deconstructing gender, which, which if you look back into like queer history, it's not a new thing. But for me, that was that was brand new. Mm. No one had ever said before, 
oh, what it is to be a woman or a man or whatever is made up. Like no one had ever verbalized that before. And it was the first time I'd heard it. And I was like well into my twenties at this point. And I just remember sitting there like, this is such a wild thing to me, such a new concept that yeah. I, how has it never occurred to me before? And and it like I, it was all I was thinking about for a few days really. And I thought maybe um, I, I started using the words gender fluid because mm. in my mind that was less, um, less of a step than going, oh, I'm non-binary. It was more right, like, yeah. you know, I might be a bit of a girl or a bit of a boy or a bit like whatever, like, like still linking it to like, identifiable things that I that everyone understands like like boy and girl and whatever um and it's only over time that I've and, and I never used they then pronouns before I was like oh she her pronouns are fine I don't want to make a fuss and like mm. you know people have to start thinking of new words and blah 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 um whereas now I'm like a militant don't you <laughs> get my pronouns wrong like I will call you out on it <laughs> you know um but just again like you say like because there's been more talk about it and there's been far more representation and I hate to keep talking about drag race but it is to me like the 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 first and foremost the place where with the most not necessarily trans representation but specifically non-binary people mm. um and and they've got a, a Spanish drag race season on at the moment where four of the 10 competitors are non-binary. Yeah, right. And I just think that is amazing. And then nowhere else can I turn in and watch a show, a, a, you know, a drama, a reality show or whatever, where almost half the cast are non-binary and are people who I can identify with. And um, yeah, I like the way things are going. And I like the fact that more and more young people are able to think about like try things out you know and yeah. not have to go this is the thing that i'll settle with and um yeah i wish i'd heard of heard of um the idea of more genders when i was much younger um yeah i always liked it when people called me a tomboy well um, that was it yeah that's what that like that yeah, yeah 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 and it's funny i had a few mates that were tomboys when i was a kid i always found them more attractive to be around than right. like than being around with boys because boys it was always football and fighting and things like that whereas this there was a couple of them that they just wanted to go up the woods and run around and like climb stuff <laughs> and you know it just seemed more fun and, and yeah. I, yeah and I think people that because people are more fluid than this this and, and like you say you know that when people started to say well that's just what society has played that's the framework that society has placed upon us yeah, that that, that blew my mind and just opened me up to this inc this incredible world. I remember yeah. when I was about maybe like ten or something. Mm. My nan took me shopping for my birthday because I've always loved clothes, and we went into Marks and Spencers. And you know, she she said, "Look, this is this is roughly how much money you've got. Try some stuff on." And uh, she picked out for me this little matching t-shirt and skirt. And I was like, yeah, fine, I'll try it on. And we're walking towards the changing rooms and there's this big display of David Beckham's got a range of boys' clothes out. And I was like, that's what I want. Big, big baggy, ripped jean yeah. shorts and a red football top. I, did, I wasn't even, I didn't even care for football. I Like, m my brother supports Arsenal, so I know a bit about that, but I wasn't really into it. But I just saw these clothes and I was like, that's what I want. 
Yeah. And you could see my nan's face just like <laughs> drop. <laughs> and so I tried both these outfits on in the changing room and she's going, oh, I think that skirt looks really nice. And she's obviously trying to push me <laughs> yeah, towards yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, and even now she'll be like, I, I had a buzz cut for a couple of years before I grew it out. And, um, and every time I see her, she'll be like, oh, I think maybe just grow it a little bit. She'll send me pictures of like Naga Manchetti and people who have short <laughs> short hair, but actual hair. And she'll go, yeah. have, you, have you thought about this? Maybe she grow it, grow it a little bit longer. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, you, you know, when you see a thing and you're like, that's my that's my vibe. Me wearing that and having this hair and it feels right. That go. was I've always had a very strong uh, sense of like how I want to look, you know. And I think that is also a bit a lot of a lot of um, a big part of being being queer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is a is not to say that you don't get that if you're like a cishet person, but but I think for me certainly my appearance and the clothes that I wear are um, very much a part of my identity. Yeah, my specifically my gender identity. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. It's only been because I, you know, I, like I said, I grew up, and I, you know, someone said to me recently, he just said, "Yes, the thing is, Rich, there's nothing feminine about you." I'm like, "I know, I know what you mean, but to, on the outside, I come across as this geezer, you know, right. I'm that, that, and I sound like that. But inside, I'm a lot more. I am. A, there's, a, there's, there's more going on inside, and." And now this 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 conversation is happening. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, like there's jewelry that I like that I'll wear that is seen as it's women's jewelry, but I just really like it. I just think it looks really yeah. cool. And it's that, and it's only on that level. It's not like I'm not, you know, I'm not. But it, it really made me realise that again. It's like, and I've said this before. Like it's only society that tells you that that's a girl's that's girls clothing that's boys yeah, clothing. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Well, yeah, and it's made from the same material. Like I've said this, like you could yeah. you could get the same bit of material. You can make a blouse and a shirt. Yeah, and then they go, that's a boys, that's a girls. Go, well, that's the same material. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? You yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's absolutely mad. And like, like even even some places will have where they'll have a uniform and they'll go, but but this is the woman's shirt and this is the man's shirt. Mm, and you're yeah. like, right, same colour, same fabrics, exact same thing. The whole point is that people can tell that you work at this shop or you go to this school or whatever. But for some reason, like, yeah. <laughs> if you if you're a girl, you got to wear this one, and if you're a boy, you got to wear that one. I think it's it's um it is well, the more I think the more you think about it, the weirder it is. The, the, but yeah. they go, oh, that's a. I remember I had this conversation with Christopher MacArthur Boyd. He's a really, he's a brilliant comedian, top guy. And we were talking about when he was on the podcast and he wears, when I first met him, I'm like, oh, nice shirt, man. He goes, actually, it's a blouse. He goes, but I just really like it. I like the material. I like the cut of it. It really fits nice. He goes, the only thing is like the buttons on the other side. And then we're like, but why are the buttons on the other side? Yeah. What, what, women's, can't they do? Oh, do, do you know, I actually know why that is though, the thing about the buttons. No, go do on, you know what is it? it? No. So that it was a, it back, like back in the olden days, way back in the olden days, women would have people who dressed them. So when you're from the other side dressing a woman, ah. you want the butt, whereas the guy would dress himself. So you want the butt. I think this is what it is, unless this is like some QI sort of urban myth that's, well, I've got it completely wrong and the sirens <laughs> would be going off, you know. That, that is what I've heard before, that yeah, right. women would have servants to dress them and that's why the buttonholes are on the other side. I mean, it makes sense. And they've that's just what, literally it? never moved away from that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It, it, now it, it blows my mind. I bought I've, I bought his jacket in Primark from the from the women's section. It's this great big furry black jacket, and I and I absolutely love it. And people compliment me on it all the time. They go, "Man, it's wicked!" And I go, "Yeah, yeah it's from it's a girl's jacket." And they go, "What? 
You're wearing a girl's jacket. I'm like, yeah, but you just told me it looked good. And they go, oh, I didn't know it was a girl's. You're like, yeah, but I'm not walking around in flowery dresses and, you know, a right. big, big straw hat. You know, it's just, I like I think, I think it would suit you lovely, by the way. <laughs> Imagine. I, I've said, I, I, I think I've told this story before, but I did a gig where all the, it was, they were all new acts and it was all, all female acts. They're all new. And then the headliners were like established acts like myself, but we all had to do it in women's clothing. I don't right. know why. To this day, I can't fathom why we did that or why it was a thing, but it made me realise how masculine my material is when I was dressed in a... I had a pink curly wig and a nylon dress. <laughs> and I died on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, you reckon there is some... It was probably a subconscious thing. It was probably my own... My own um, it's probably the bullshit that's been pumped into me over the years that kind of put a block on me. Like, oh, you're dressed as a woman. Okay. And uh, it's, you know what I mean? It's probably my own bollocks Do in my head. Do you reckon there was also a bit of it where the audience were struggling to put your the way you looked physically with probably. what you were then saying? Probably. When I'm talking about being out with the lads, drinking Jägermeister and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt good, though. It did feel good. You know, it's not it's not so I would do, but it's it felt it felt very free. It was a nice feeling, you know, stood there like that. It, nice even dress. I have to catch myself with things like that because I wear a lot of um well it varies. Like sometimes I'm very happy like t shirt and baggy shorts, but mm. I like a lot of slightly out there clothing. Yeah. So I've got a couple of big fur coats and like sequin tops and stuff like that. And often I'll go buy something and I'll send a picture of it to someone and they'll go, oh, that'll be nice for like, you know, going out to a drag show. And in my head, I'm thinking this will be fine for everyday wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then I suddenly start questioning myself where I'm like, but but why should I not wear this these kind of things every day? And like, do you know what? If someone wants to wear a like a bright red tutu down to Tesco's, like do it. Do you know what do I mean? It. Why not do yeah. it? And it's so funny that like even even – me thinking, you know, oh, I'm so free from all these constraints because I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these preset genders and blah, blah, blah. And I, I have some freedom in that regard. I still find myself like, like going, actually, no, maybe don't, maybe that is a bit too much. And I have to tell myself like, no, it's not, it absolutely doesn't matter. If no. someone else wants to be staring at your outfit, oh, let them, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, there's, um, there's a guy I follow, uh, Dandy of New York. I follow him on Instagram. And you've probably seen him. You probably see his, you'd, know, you'd know his face probably. Um, but he put up one of those quotes, and it said, uh, "They're going to stare, so give them something good to look at. Make it worth That's their it. make it worth that, their yeah, while." Yeah. And and you're right. If you, you you should wear what you want when you want. And I think that comes with age as well. Like I'm older now, I give less of a fuck about what what. So I would, if I want to wear that to the shop, I'll wear it. You know, I don't. You know, it, whereas but growing up, I was a bit more worried about what people thought. And so I wouldn't yeah, wear certain yeah. things. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would love to say that was the case. I definitely wasn't. I don't think I've ever cared. <laughs> Only because I have this very um, strong memory of having, um, I just call it Mufti Day, but then I get told that that's not a thing in this country, but like own clothes day or whatever. Oh, kind um, of, yeah. It was like Dress Down Friday. Right, yeah. yeah. So we called it, I always called it Mufti Day. But um, when I was in secondary school, I was maybe like, I don't know, 14, 15. It was around the time when Avril Lavigne was big. Okay. And, um, 
And I went in on on own clothes day with um, a good old classic T-shirt with a tie over the top. Nice. And then um, I had these jeans that were like, had big, great big shredded rips through them. And under the jeans, I had fishnet tights on. And then just over one, only on one leg, a, a great big knee length, pink and black stripy sock <laughs> so, <laughs> so completely odd legs like like what a 14 year old who had no knowledge of sort of punk rock trying to come up with a fairly punk look yeah but, but with only dorothy perkins and a couple of other high street shops at their disposal like that was it was very that i think the tie was literally like some other random local school's tie that i found somewhere yeah right and, um, and someone someone came up to me and was like mm, you've got a very um unique sense of style yeah <laughs> in a way that that implied that very much i looked a mess and uh, yeah, i don't think i could have ever really had much of a um care about what I look like as far as other people were concerned. Well, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's funny because before, so when I got to s- secondary school, I used to wear this, I had this green faux leather jacket that I wore and it had a triumph badge across the front. I got my mum to stitch it on. And I used to wear these uh, bright, like acid yellow uh, fingerless gloves. And and then these jeans had bleach all over them. So there was a bit. I don't even know what it, I don't even know what I was trying to do. I just liked these things. So I used to just wear them, and I'd go off and go and buy records and things like that. And it was only when like getting further into senior secondary school, and then guys that everyone was going, oh, "What are you wearing that for?" And it kind of made me conform more. Right. And so it's only now it's only now that I'm start like sort of coming back out again and going, actually, no, I was right all along. Look at this fucking state of you still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but you seem very, you seem very self-assured, and that's that's refreshing. You seem. To I be am. Just, you know, you know I think I am. I don't know. I don't know what, why. I don't know if there's like a certain things or people in my life that have enabled that. Um, I also actually, I think a bit of it is down to. So I've had a fairly supportive family. My mum is. Um, <laughs> my mum is fine with the way I dress and fine with the way I am, but she doesn't like me calling myself non-binary. Right. And she doesn't she will still use she her pronouns for me and call me a girl and her daughter and all of this stuff. Um which I was surprised about because she when she talks about me to other people, she'll often say things like Oh, sometimes Ashton likes dressing like a boy and sometimes she likes looking like a girl. I think mm. that's, that's quite an accurate representation of the, the way I present. Yeah. Um, but so, so like the way she's been about it, I she has no problem with the, the way I am or the way I look or the way I, anything like that. But it's, it, it's almost like she just doesn't like the label. She doesn't like there being a words mm. for it. Um, but she's, she's said like, oh, since you were six years old, I could not tell you what to wear or how to dress or anything. You've been so set on what you wanted to look like. And she got remarried when I was about seven, maybe. And I wouldn't wear, I was a bridesmaid, but I wouldn't wear a bridesmaid dress. And we Mm. had to go around loads and loads of shops until we found a compromise (laughs) that we were both happy on, which was this horrible green blazer. I don't know why I chose it, but anyway. but yeah, so I've had quite a supportive family, I think. And then also probably part of it, I was in a relationship up until about, when did we break up? About six, nine months ago, maybe, um, with a guy who was very much not supportive of 
<laughs> my identity. Well, that's not like calling my identity because do you know what I mean? Like cis people never have to go, oh, my identity is a man. Like mm, it's not yeah. how you identify. It's just who you are in it. But like, yeah, I dated this guy and I made it very clear to him literally on our first date, like talked about being non-binary and all this yeah. stuff. Um, and and he he was fine with it. He seemed to be quite supportive. But what it turned out was that he was only really supportive in as far as I still had the face and the body of a cis woman. So he was in his head still dating someone that might as well have been a woman and appeared publicly to be a straight man with a girlfriend. Um, and when I first mentioned getting a binder, which I don't know if you know much about binders, basically like they compress your chest. So like okay. the trans men wear them to present more male. Right, yeah. And I had thought about it during the time that we were together. I've been thinking a bit about it. And I mentioned it to him and I said, I think I might get a binder. And he went, oh, <laughs> like a, like an art binder for all your artwork. Oh, right. <laughs> but he, he knew. I think he knew. And he just didn't want to entertain the idea of what I actually meant. Yeah. And um and yeah, that conversation was the beginning of us breaking up. <laughs> um there was lots of constant you should grow your hair, you should grow your hair. Have you thought about growing your hair a bit? You look nicer when your hair grows out. And there were lots of and maybe maybe a lot of this was uh like sort of me on on me that I was imagining this as being worse than it was because I was quite insecure at the time, but it felt like if I went round in in big baggy clothes, there'd be a sort of like an indifferent, like, yeah, whatever. But if I went around in a skirt or something fitted or red lipstick, yeah. there would be a like, oh, you look great. And um, yeah, that's essentially why I broke up is because he said, uh, I don't think you need to get a binder. You look good as it is. Uh, and, and getting a binder means that you'll probably end up wanting top surgery and then we couldn't be together. That was, that was I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that was yeah. essentially his argument. And yeah. um, I, I felt real shitty about that for ages. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll give it a couple of months. Bought my first binder. Um, loved it. And I think actually part of that of like going through a thing where someone who you think is there to support you turns out to actually very much not be supportive of you. <laughs> it's funny, uh, yeah. You, I think yeah. It, then you sort of, then you have to find somewhere else to get not to sound very pretentious, but like to get that strength from. And like, it is like going through adversity sometimes. You yeah. come out of it the other side and you know yourself a bit better. Or having someone go, this is who I think you should be. I think that that's what helps you go. But no, actually, this is who I am, you know? Yeah. But is it not a case of when he met you, you were a certain way. And then as you were, as you were going along, you started to discover more things about yourself. And so you were becoming... You're, I mean, for you, you're becoming who you are. You're becoming more you. Yeah. But he didn't meet that re that version of you. He met the other version. Right, and yeah, and he was so, only yeah. happy with that that version. Yeah. It's weird. I I was I was still okay with with I was using any old pronouns when he met me, and so mm. obviously he, as most people did, defaulted to she/her, and that's partly why I made a point of going only they them pronouns because you just don't you. It's the only way that I know that I can tell that people are looking at me as non-binary. Yeah. You know, uh, which is quite cynical, but... <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it, it makes me feel better knowing that at least people aren't just default into like, well, you look like a girl and you sound like a girl, so let me just go she her. Like yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but equally I had a buzz cut and I was I was wearing dungarees. I I looked about as like as much of a lesbian as, as you can get. Do you know what I mean? When <laughs> yeah. I first, on stereotypical, first yeah. Uh, button up shirt, dungarees and a buzz cut. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he was, what he was uh, expecting, really, but you know. <laughs> but I think it's that, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, but I think it, I, where, you know, some men, you know, men, you know, men are attracted to women's breasts. And I suppose yeah. he started to think, well, I like that bit. And if that bit's not there anymore, I don't, you know, and it, which is a shame. I know that again, that's probably something to do with society subconsciously telling you that, oh, you're a boy. So I have to be honest, I don't, and I've had this when I've met, when I've met partners and we've had, you know, the conversation comes up with sex and they just go, what do you think of these? And I'm going, I go, yeah, I like them. I like, it's not my, that's not my go-to bit of the body to be fair. And they're like, what? I go, well, yeah, I like them. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to ignore them. But yeah. I'm not going to watch you coming out of the bathroom and go, cool, look at them fun bags. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it and some people get a bit they get a bit not weirded out but I'm like look there's just other parts of the body that I find attractive it's not whereas I imagine your ex was that was that was his thing and and they were basically you were basically going well that's not the most important part about me so I could kind that, that's of exactly yeah that's it and like for me the my, the main thing I look for in a relationship and I'm not I'm not particularly bothered about being in a relationship no. and like. Since we broke up, I haven't been looking for. Well, I say I haven't been looking for one. It, it's sold lockdown in it, but like even if it hadn't been, I think I'd, I wouldn't have been sort of actively looking for one. I'm quite happy by myself, and actually, the two of us dating came came across sort of by accident anyway. Yeah. But when I am in a relationship, the key thing for me is is like the personalities and the communication and the yeah. like that side of things. And for him, I think it was it was almost the opposite he he was not as much of a talker mm. and he was obviously much more invested in the physical side of things yeah. in the sex in the way that I looked um and I think that's also part of it when I when I think back on it I'm like yeah there are so many signs that <laughs> it shouldn't really have worked and how we even kept it together for a year is quite impressive really but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's it isn't it it's that initial because that you know that's on a fundamental level human beings when you first see each other and you're first attracted to each other you know, that obviously it's what you see and then yeah. when you get talking to that person then that's when you start to go actually I really I really dig this person's vibe. I really like being around this person. And so it evolves. But some people yeah. don't get past some people. It's all, I mean, I know, I've, I know some, some, I know some friends that I know they they've, they're going like their partners. They're always that stereotypical blonde, blue, you know, big boobs. Right. And it's kind of that, you know, it, and, and, and all of their partners always look the same. And I'm like, it's, do you not, you know, what, I remember, I remember when I was a kid and we, and we found pornography and I remember looking at it and they were, and everyone was going, oh, look at that, look at that. And I said, I remember saying, yeah, but what would you talk about? And I remember saying that <laughs> and my mate, my mate went, what do you talk to her for? <laughs> and then I kind of went, oh, nothing, don't matter. <laughs> 
There you go. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the, uh, the the stereotypical sort of gentle feminine side of you, isn't it? Yeah, Oh, look at those tits, and you're just like, yeah, but what about the conversation? Yeah, yeah. Well, what would we talk? Do we have anything in common? I mean, I don't even know if I like that sofa she's sitting on. You know. <laughs> but that's but it is. This is what we're doing now, isn't it? We're unpicking the societal uh, tokens and and things, and it's. And, 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 and you talk to people, I was talking to someone the other day and they were going, oh yeah, but this pronouns thing, it just seems like people are using them as accessories. And and you're like, no, it's more than that. It's people that's now finding who they are and, it's, and yes. it's, to only, it's only to be encouraged, I feel. I um, I work for, so the, the parents of the kids I look after, mm. one of them, I probably shouldn't say... Um, exactly what the job is in case no. i get in trouble <laughs> but edits works for a newspaper a major newspaper. okay and um came to me with an advert the other day to say <laughs> i i'm essentially now um the sort of the go-to person for any sort of queer um Girl queries, that's a good word for it, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> regarding their work. Um, right. He used to work for the BBC as well. So it was just generally anything that came up regarding like queer issues, um, he would tend to run it by me. Yeah. And he had, they'd been sent in an ad from the, um, I don't know if you know the LGB Alliance, the yeah. very transphobic um the sort of horrible group of people anyway um registered charity status they'd had an ad wow. from them who had and they'd applied to say we want to run this ad in your paper um and he'd come up to me to say can you read through this can you tell me if it's offensive and i was like i don't even need to read through it to tell you it's offensive if you're telling me it's from them mm. but anyway i read it and there was a bit where they talked about preferred pronouns but they put it in um air quotes okay and i was like I was, I was trying to find quantifiable, I don't know if quantifiable is the right word. I was trying to find things that uh, someone with no knowledge of LGBTQ plus rights could understand, like, this is why this might be offensive. Mm. And I was saying the thing about preferred pronouns is, like, everyone's got them. Everyone's yeah. got them. My yeah. my my nan has got preferred pronouns of she her like it's yeah 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 it's it, just because one is newer to you and the other one isn't it doesn't mean that like it is any different Do you know what I mean it's yeah. it's um it's a funny old thing like like if, if I went around calling my brother she her he'd be like what are you doing don't yeah. do that and it's like yeah because you well, got makes, pronouns yeah. isn't it <laughs> see they put it like that that makes complete sense. Yeah, it's, it's like if I went up to my boss and started calling him they, them, he'd be like, that's really weird, I don't like it. I'm like, okay, cool, well, yeah. fine. So you've got preferred pronouns. Like, that's, that's all it is, isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. It's, I think it's quite funny how there are certain things that people try and assign to trans people or to non-binary people or to gay people or to whatever. And you're like, but actually, it's only because you're the default setting in this instance that, that we're seen to be you know, oh, causing real difficulty by requesting that, like, we have our own version of that, you know, but... Um, yeah, absolutely. And now you put it that way, you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that's exactly what this guy did. He was like, oh, yeah, right, I have got preferred pronouns. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, yeah it'd be weird if someone, yeah, if, <laughs> someone, if someone started calling me she and her, and right. uh, yeah, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, like, uh, even if your preferred yeah. pronouns are, like, that you don't have a preference and you're fine with any... Yeah. Sure, but like everyone has a thought on them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. 
That makes total sense. That makes absolute <laughs> sense. It's funny. I had a, we had a Danny St. James on, uh, who's a trans woman, and and we were talking about. I mean, you know, and and they were saying, you know, it's it's um, it's mad the the amount of uh, abuse and shit that trans people are getting. Mm-hmm. And and they're talking about them like there's this like, like there's hordes of trans people like just coming over to <laughs> take over the toilets and yeah. you know and all that and it's like but it's like something like 0.6 of the population or something mm-hmm. who are trans and you're like yeah when you put it like that you go what why is everyone freaking out you know you yeah it blows my mind the, the toilet mind. thing I think is is weird to me on the basis that. They, well, I mean, on on every basis, really. But the thing that I think is weird is when they go, yeah, but if we if you let trans women in the women's toilets, then what's to stop a man coming in and abusing, sort of beating someone up or abusing someone, harassing women or whatever? And I think if your if your fear is that a cis man will come into the toilets to cause some sort of harm on whatever level to to you and your fellow cis women. How are you putting that on trans people? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah. what? At what point in your argument were trans people the problem? Yeah. And and like, the, actually, if you look at the statistics, and I couldn't tell you numbers off the top of my head, but if you look at statistics of um, abuse that happens, it's like physical and verbal abuse that happens in public public bathrooms. It is abuse against trans people. Yeah. By people going, you don't belong here. And I know so many trans people who who say that they they get abused whichever they're not, they don't um, present very clearly as either male or female. So Mm. whichever toilets they choose, they'll get people going, what are you doing here? You shouldn't, you don't belong in here, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing that they've decided to focus on that. And and I think it's a shame and, you know, but. I will be honest though. I've been, I've been in gender neutral toilets. I think Soho Theatre's got that. And, it, and there's a couple of other places. And I remember I came, I did, I felt uncomfortable. There was a woman in there, she was washing her hands. And then I came out of the toilet and we both kind of looked at each other. And I felt uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, I don't want her to think I'm this. I started to worry. I was like, I don't want her to think I'm this perv. I've just been to the toilet. And I started to build it up in my own head <laughs> just because right, right, she, right. she'd kind of given me the side eye. And she was probably, again, we're all in this, ma- we're all in this massive transitional stage of 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 things where we're going from male female toilets to gender neutral toilets and so these are these are new spaces for everybody that we're all kind of getting our heads around so there probably was an element she just kind of went oh yeah as a as a fella i saw right yeah it's it's gender neutral she probably (laughs) you know she was probably figuring it out and i was figuring it out and then you can't say you can't say i'm not a pervert you gotta just I'm just uh, right. yeah. So yeah, we'll get, I you do know. remember um, that when I went to I don't know if it still exists, uh, but the there was a McDonald's in Leicester Square um, that was the first place I went to that it it wasn't necessarily gender neutral in terms of they were trying to be progressive. Mm. It was more that they only had room for one block of toilets, right. so it was just all the toilets are in here, individual cubicles, but with like a. a a sort of public hand washing area yeah. and and this was when I was like a teenager still and I didn't know anything about different genders and whatever 
And um, and I do remember thinking that was a bit weird. I didn't feel like worried in any way, but equally the toilets were always round full of people. So it wasn't like you, anything would, you know what I mean? That mm. someone could catch you alone in there. But I, I did remember thinking, oh, it's a, it's weird to come out of the cubicle and see men and women and anyone really yeah. just like at the sink washing their hands. And I guess it is just a thing of like, do you know what? If you're not used to it, but then I suppose it's not, no, I don't really know what the summary to that is, but yeah, but I think I think <laughs> yeah, we are. I guess this it's is just yeah. a bit of like getting used to it, isn't it? But that's exactly it, and I think what the, the the changes that are happening now, we're sort of we're the generations that are kind of going, oh, okay, this feels weird, but I know it has to happen, and but the next generation will be the ones that are more comfortable with it you know it's like I hope so, yeah. the changes are happening now so then they'll go oh no, this is odd they'll probably say that. do you remember when i heard back in the day toilets were separate men and women used to go separate toilets and they'll go that was weird wasn't it you know but um you know is that true granddad yeah 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 we used to have separate <laughs> toilets separate toilets mad isn't it when we all just go we're all just going to the toilet it's not like we're all we're not facing each other <laughs> we're not yeah. sat holding yeah, I- hands <laughs> I really look forward to the day also when and and as as sort of as advanced as a lot of people are I think with their thinking these days the thing that I still find weird is um is how bizarre it's seen for a man or someone who who otherwise presents as male to wear skirts and dresses still mm. like like in terms of me, like most people, the thing is, I've got a very feminine face, particularly when I wear makeup. And so I can do whatever I want with my appearance, with my hair and my clothes. And people will almost 100% of the time identify me as a woman. Um, and like, that's fine. I get it. Um, but I can wear literal men's clothing Yeah. down, down the street. And, and people, people will go, oh, but well, that's fine. Because that's just that's just a woman in trousers, whereas to have a situation the the other way around, like for instance, like you were saying when you performed in a dress, if you were to walk mm. down the street in a big frilly floral dress, yeah. you would get you would get looks. I would not be surprised if you got abuse for it. Like oh, God, yeah. you get people laughing and pointing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's that is one of the things that I feel very privileged about is that at least being um, very feminine looking. And having people read me as 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 a woman means I can get away with a lot more in terms of the way I present, wanting to present sort of outside the box of female. Yes. Whereas yeah. I know that if I was born male and if I chose to have a, wear a beard and whatever else, and it, it there's, there are suddenly a lot more constraints on like what is deemed acceptable to to wear and so I, I look forward to the day when that is no longer <laughs> weird you know when like yeah. a guy buying a dress in a shop is just as normal as a woman going in and buying a pair of shorts yeah well, it's funny there's a guy, another guy that i follow on instagram called gerald gerald uh, brenner and but he's got this incredible he's got long gray hair got this incredible long beard but he wears these long like sort of caftan-esque dresses and he wears denim uh, he wear a, a long denim skirt with Doc Martens, and he's got his uh, and a leather jacket on top, and it's it's such a wonderful mashup of yeah all of all honestly of all genders, but it, yeah it's it's fucking great. And yeah, I don't even know him. I don't know if he's I don't know where he is if he's in Germany or wherever. But I'm all every time I'm like, mate, I don't know how you're pulling this off. But it's spectacular. 
I love, yeah. I love that. And I don't know if I love it for the aesthetic or if I just love it because of the like rebellious nature, but people who really take such extreme ideas of like, like you say, like of all the genders, like mm. things that we look at as being male and as female um, and putting it all together. And there are, there is like, I don't know who that person is, but I follow similar people by the sounds yeah. of things on Instagram who do, you know, people with very visible body hair, like thick beards and, and chest hair, yeah. but but will wear like floaty dresses and they'll have blue lipstick on and like high heeled sh- shoes and sandals and stuff. And and like even like um, JVM from Queer Eye and people who are, well, I know they're non-binary, but like just these people who who very proudly and happily display this like you say like this big cultivated mishmash of like yeah masculine feminine everything in between oh i love it i love it and yeah. i wish i wish i had the ability to like you know grow a mustache every once in a while or something <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's inspiring i remember yeah. i remember I, when i was a i was i don't know what it was I was a teenager and there was a band called zig zig sputnik and they came out there and it was a mashup of punk new wave um, and they had like fish, they had like mad Mohicans and incredible makeup, fishnet masks on and high heel, still at high heel, uh, painting leather boots. And, and it was, and I remember at the time it caused such uproar and outrage. People were like, what the fuck is this? Uh, his name's Martin Degville. And have a look at that. At what they, and, you, and so when you look at, I mean, they came out in like the early eighties. So when you look at that, I'll send you, I'll send you some stuff after this just yeah, so you do, can yeah. see. And it's it's when you when you compare Zig Zig Sputnik to what the other stuff that was going on around, it's quite the it's quite the thing. It's quite the thing. You know, when Boy George first turned up, everyone was like, Oh yeah. Is that a boy or a girl? And he, and it it was on the news. Like it was like, you know, people couldn't get their heads around it. You know? Yeah, well, he's got to, he's got to put boy in his name so that people don't get too confused. Yeah, 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 boy George. You know, the most yeah, such <laughs> yeah. a boy. Yeah, no, my um, my godfather is Phil Jupiter's. Nice. My mum used to hang around in that crew. Like it was like my mum, Porky, but Billy Bragg, and Brilliant. all that kind of people. Very like progressive lefties, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think that also helps, and like having that sort of. Um, you know, I, I was I was thinking the other day. I posted on my Twitter, and when I was about one or two, my mum put me in the video for "Sexuality" by Billy Bragg. Oh, so do you I'm know what? Post- um, I've just I've got that on the radio show this week. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Check out the video. It's got two little babies. It Porky's a uh, um, I'm one of these little babies that basically Billy had asked my mum to be in it and my mum was like, no, 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 but like here's my infant child, you know. Yeah. Um, but. Obviously, at the time, and even up until the last maybe 10 years, that's not particularly been a big thing. Uh, all of a sudden, it's now suddenly really cool to be like, did you know everyone? I'm in a uh, Billy Bragg video. <laughs> but listening back to the lyrics, like, I thought that's such an apt song for me to have been in. That's even perfect. as a baby, where the lyrics all like, you know, your laws do not apply to me and... It yeah. doesn't matter who you have a relationship with and all this other stuff. And I just think, oh, that's perfect, isn't it? Maybe it's, that was inadvertently a big part of... Like, maybe it was, maybe it was. You know, it's, knows, I, but... it's, it's funny because I... Yeah, I love that song when it came out. I love Billy Bragg. And it was only... It was a little while ago I was putting the playlist together for the show and I was doing, oh, bloody... That's a great song. And then yeah. listening to the lyrics again, I'm like, that's really progressive considering it came out in 91. Yeah. It's such a progressive song. 
Yeah, yeah, hugely. Yeah, that you know, you're, like you say, your laws don't apply to me. And I'm like, oh my God, even like even back then, Billy was like, it just, you know, it should be, and it should be, society should be more just about people, people finding each other rather than oh, I'm it, and because society said, you know, you this. It, I don't know why it is, and I'd like to find out why. You know why we're attracted to certain things in people, whereas it should be. I've got this story about when I, I I was in a gay sauna. I was working a gay sauna, and I ended up a, a, a guy um, uh, sucked me off for a hundred quid, and it was one of the best blowjobs I've ever had. But I'm not gay. But every now and again, I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, I wonder what Mark's doing. You know, it's like it's it's like it wasn't about. Uh, being with a man or a woman is just like being with a person. Do you know what I mean? And that's, right. that's yeah, how it yeah, should yeah. be. You know it it, it yeah. is funny. And I think the fact that like we're quite keen to put labels on a lot of stuff. And I don't know if that is just like an intrinsically human thing to want to be able to like categorize and, and label things. Mm. And I do think in many instances, it is really helpful, like, like having the words non-binary so that people have a greater chance of understanding like this is a thing that lots of people identify as rather than yeah. rather than you know just trying to understand an abstract concept but like i think sometimes it's very easy to go oh well i'm straight or i'm this or i'm gay or i'm whatever it is whether it's your gender or your sexuality or whatever yeah and then go oh but it's not it's not 100% that you know and like I've been with people who go, oh well, I'm straight, and I'm like, well, you're not, not if you're dating someone who's non-binary, like, yeah, you're not. And but they, they, they just like there's not, a, there's not a word for it. No, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. There's not, and so it's like that's fine. You can, you can be straight, but it's not as one of one of my partners had said. Um, oh, it's a label, not a straight, not a straight jacket, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, which I quite liked. I think, yeah. yeah, it is weird how you, we, I think we do rush a bit to like put put names on things. Which yeah. then, like you say, you have these funny thoughts where you're like, "But that's, but I'm straight, so how does that work?" That you yeah, know, like, well, maybe you're only like ninety percent straight, but yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But that's it. It's that. It's now we're trying to come away from those labels. Yeah, and you're just like, I've got friends of mine that well, we 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 would never have sex, but I, I enjoy their company, and when we hug, it's nice to feel them, and they always yeah. smell nice, and I enjoy being around them. It's just that, you know, yeah, it should be more like that. You know, it's, it's, it's these, like we say, these labels that are put on by society to go, well, you're straight. So you, you know, it's weird that you enjoy cuddling your straight mate. And you go, no, I love it. We right, that like time. some things are immediately like ruled out because yeah. of, yeah. It's yeah. bizarre, isn't it? It's, and, and, and now I've got friends, like we tell each other we love each other. There's another friend of mine, we, like, we kiss when we say goodbye or we say hello. It's a lot more. I prefer it. I'm just. It's just a nice. It's just a nice. And then sometimes I do. I will say that the first time we kissed, when I said we said hello, and we kissed each other, and I was like, my brain went, ah, oh, that was nice. But I don't know if ah, oh, and then like my, <laughs> my brain kind of spun around in its dome for a bit, going, I don't know how to feel. Yeah, yeah. But it's just breaking away from those shackles that have been placed upon you, and you start to start to investigate and try to go, no, you don't fancy him you'd never have sex with him but that was really nice that moment you know yeah so things happen and you're like you, you you're not it doesn't you're not used to it or whatever yeah and then it just literally you can't focus on anything else for the next however long because you're just like <laughs> replaying it over and over in your head like what was what was all that about then yeah and then now if we were to meet if we were to see each other when we see each other and we didn't do that i'd be like oh what's, are you all right mate 
What's happened? What, what have I done? Yeah, what, are we are we cool? Are we cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Love but it. like I say, I think this is we're in this massive. You know, we are we we are all transitioning and we are all yeah figuring it out. And I'm glad. I think I'm glad that we are. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I definitely am. I definitely yeah. am. And as like we say, now we've got now we're coming away from those constraints of just men and women. It's, hopefully, there'll be a lot more. A lot more happy people, you know, that finally don't feel weird because they're not one or the other, which is a nice yeah. thing, you know. I was seeing seeing younger people on um, on Twitter saying things like, "Oh, can people just try out these pronouns for me? Can people just try out this new name for me?" Like yeah. when I first started seeing that kind of thing, I thought, "That's mad." Imagine just casually like yeah. throwing yeah. an entire new identity out on Twitter and going, oh, take it for a spin, see how it feels. And I was like, <laughs> I, I really like that. I think I really like it. It's just like such an, an, it's like the next new step, isn't it? Is that people are so, feel so down to experiment with stuff that they're yeah. like, well, just try it and see what happens, isn't it? And I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. It is, it is strange, like, because that wasn't everything that I would have done. No. But, but I love it. It's nice to see that younger people are. I sound very patronising. I'm only thirty. I don't think that's that old, is it? No, you're still a child. Bloody hell! I'm old enough to be your dad. Oh Christ! My 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 eldest son's twenty nine. My God. Oh, uh, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny when my because my godson uh, became my my goddaughter. And when when they were transitioning, and my the mother of my kids messaged me, I went, "Look, Connor's Connor's becoming Connie, and you know they're nervous and they don't know what to do, and they are, and uh, and uh, you're their you're their god godfather, and you know they just want some encouragement, and so and so I went, oh that yeah, of course, of, of course I support them, hundred percent, of course I do, and then and then Lisa sent me photos, but this is this is Connie, this is Connie now." Um, can you message? Can you message them and just say, you know, and just say something? And so I did, and I messaged them. And I'm like, I just want to say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're, you're still, I'm still your godfather, regardless. And I'll support you 100%. And I'm going to tell you now. I think you look really beautiful, and I'm really pleased that you found yourself. And I was with my wife, my ex-wife, and she goes, she goes, what are you doing? I mean, I'm texting. I'm just messaging Connie to say that they look, they look beautiful. They went. Yeah, you're you're messaging a, a young girl, and you're an older dude. I mean, no, it's not like that. It's not what. Oh my no. god! I'm immediately the pervy old uncle. I'm not. I was trying to be. <laughs> so again, it's that motive. you're trying to find the right things to say. I think that sounded lovely. I, well, yeah. I, you know, I can't speak for them, but no. I would have liked to get a message like that from someone. It's just, it's just having someone who. Um, I think like having someone of a of an older generation. Yeah. To because to, I think all too often there's this there's this idea that like it's it's the young people well, and I think young people are pushing this this whole movement but like there's this narrative that that like basically there's a very strong correlation with the older you get the mm. more likely you are to be some horrible old transphobe. <laughs> so <laughs> I think actually getting getting a message from someone like that who is who is sort of senior to you in yeah. whatever family hierarchy it is is actually a really lovely thing. I don't think there would yeah. ever be any like all right, bit of a perf. Uh, yeah, I think you just all right. Like, wow, you uh, wow, you've come a long <laughs> way, young lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be that. Uh, but it is funny. There are there's people like you've, you said. 
uh, like it, because of what what because they are like with, for instance if I was if I was to say that I'm you know if I was to transition because I look like this people would I think there's a there's someone I know that that is trans and yeah and it and it's only my own my own when I when I because I know them how they were before and then now how they are now and I, I'm like so it's take it has taken me a while to yeah get used to it. And go no 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 you you found yourself and your brain's just going yeah but that's still Dave you go no yeah no, I know it is but it's not now we have to change that and you just, I'm arguing with myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it though isn't it like I don't I don't obviously it's a bit different on my part because I haven't changed physically really mm. like. Well, I wear a binder. I don't really make any, like, my, my parents wouldn't even be able to tell. I showed my mum a picture and I was like, look, I've got this binder. And she was like, oh, I don't like that. And I was like, yeah, but I've been wearing it all day and you haven't looked at me and thought it looked weird. Like, yeah. No yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit different because I don't, my, I haven't physically changed, but people still have, and I don't, haven't changed my name either. But like, p people do find it weird going, but I knew you as a woman and I knew you with she, her, and like, mm. will still call me the wrong pronouns and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, it's fine. I I call myself she, her every now and then still. Like, yeah. it's just habit, innit? When you've lived like, I don't know when I started changing my pronouns, but when you've lived like at least 25 years as one thing, yeah. it, is a, it is a change. And like, it, my, I've never known, oh God, let me have a think before I say this and get myself in trouble. I don't think I know, I know any trans people I'm not including non-binary people in this. I don't think I know any people who have transitioned from male to female or vice versa, apart from people who have only ever known as their transition self, if that makes right, sense. Right, yes. So yes, I haven't yes. had any situations where I'm like, oh, it's weird getting used to this because I knew you as someone someone different with a different name and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I bet it's hard, isn't it? And I think yeah. the thing is, like, I think, obviously I can't speak for all trans people, but like, I think most of us are, are fine with the basis that like we get it can be tricky, but if you're trying and you correct yourself and you're whatever, then that's the best you can do. And like, that's fine. You yeah, know? absolutely. This is it. I it was, I was doing, so I was doing something a couple of weeks ago via zoom and one of the, one of the people there, they were, they, they're, they're, I don't know if they're non-binary or trans but I, I use the, I use the expression. I go, oh man, I use it as an exclamation. It's not. There's no kind of gender yeah. or sex. Oh, I still attachment. do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then and so I got them to do their bit, and they finished, and I went, oh man, that was fucking great. And I carried on talking, and I sort of caught myself, and I went, hang on a minute, I just stop a minute. I just want to stop. I really want to apologise right there and then. I'm really sorry, and then I explained why I said man and what I, why I say that, why I say that. And then I was explaining to the group, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes, you know, it, it, it's not it's not a bad thing. Don't be afraid to go. Actually, do what? I'm really sorry about that. Don't. Yeah. It, it doesn't. People would rather you do that than not give it any thought at all. You know. Yeah. It, you know, it's this the intent, isn't it? I didn't. I'm not intentionally. That's all it is. It's just a little like, yeah. oh my bad, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Um, I had a funny little moment when I was out on uh, at a pub. Uh, with two friends on Sunday, Monday, I don't know what day it was. Um, one of whom I was meeting for the first time and he's a trans man. Yeah. And uh, we're like, we've been speaking online a lot. And then another friend of mine who is a cis woman and I've known her for like 10, 12 years maybe. And we were outside this pub having a drink and having a chat and someone came along um, to ask for, for a spare, spare change and whatever. 
And um, <laughs> my mate Alex, he pulled some coins out of his pocket and he was like, here you go. And this guy was like, oh, thanks, ladies. Thank you, ladies. And, <laughs> and we were sat there like, yeah, two of us aren't ladies, but okay. Yeah, we, he's not, he doesn't know us. He don't need to, not worth it, whatever. And um, give him these coins and he's like, oh, ladies, man. And I just went over to my friend and was like, yeah, man's more like it. And like, you just have a little laugh about it. But I think yeah. that's the thing is as long as you've got good intentions and you are, you don't take it personally if someone calls you out on it or corrects yeah. you. That's all, that's all it is, isn't it? Like, I think it gets blown up to a point where certain people are scared of like, oh, I could really offend someone and get it horribly wrong. And like, you almost don't want to, I watch a couple of TV shows where <laughs> when you get people with they, them pronouns, you can watch the presenters completely like <laughs> avoid the, you know, like Sam Smith was on, was on uh, Strictly, Strictly Come Dancing. Right. And, and Tess Daly was like, doing everything she could to not say they they pronouns and so it was like uh, right. here's sam smith with sam's new song blah 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 that comes from sam's new album and it was just like <laughs> using sam the whole time so as not to have to say yeah. they them and like it's stuff like that where i think uh, that's don't be don't be scared of it man just go for it and like yeah, yeah it's you know. but it's funny even it's funny last night when i met when I wanted to get you on today, and then and then Victor said, "Well, I'll, I'll ask Ashley," and I went, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, she'd be, they'd be great." And I did, <laughs> yeah. and then Victor went, Victor raised her eyes, and went, "I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my best." <laughs> hey, that's all you can ask for, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it. It's having it's on both understanding on both sides. Yeah, 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 exactly. That, that. Yeah, that's how that's how we'll get that's how we'll get things done. You know, yeah, I, I was um, when I first started this job, I was not um, did not tell anyone about the whole non-binary thing because mm. you just don't know how people are going to react to it. And um, <clears throat> and so I was like, I was essentially we're doing what people call as like going stealth, right? Where you yeah. just sort of go, yeah, I'm a woman and that's fine. <laughs> and then uh, there was basically after a while, there was a point where it was quite obvious where um, so that I'd ordered a book about by a non-binary author. And the title, I can't remember what it was, but it had the words non-binary in it in very big letters. And the mum opened my parcel by mistake and was like, oh, sorry, I opened one of your packages. And then when I saw what it was, I was like, oh. And then and then I ordered, um, oh, Mattel did a range of like little dolls, like Barbie dolls, but but like genderless oh, sort yeah. of, you know, they come with, uh, with no hair, but you can also put a wig on them and they've yeah. got a whole variety of... So I ordered one of them and I was like, oh my God, an actual, I used to play with Barbie dolls all the time when I was a little kid and now I've got one that looks like me. And that <laughs> arrived in zero packaging, like literally just a box with a massive Barbie doll picture on the front. And I was oh, like, wow. Uh, wow. you can't really avoid this much longer. They must know something is up. And then I did an article, there was a tweet out going, oh, are there any non-binary folks that want to talk about uh, yesterday's episode of Drag Race for a news article for the BBC, which was where Bimini and Ginny Lemon, these two non-binary drag artists, had had this discussion on Drag Race about what it was like to be non-binary. So I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do an interview. Did a Zoom interview with someone. Uh, they put this article out on the BBC. What I didn't realise was that they put it on the front page. And so the parents in this house saw it, my granddad saw it, my mum uh... saw it. Everyone saw it and I was like, oh. <laughs> panic. Um, actually, the, these guys were, were great about it and they were like, do you want us to use say them pronouns? Because we will, like it's not a problem. Um, wow. And the mum had even said, um, I find they them pronouns 
I don't like using them just because they always seem so impersonal. But if that's what you, if you're telling me that's what you want me to use, I'll use it. Not yeah. a problem. And like even my grand, my granddad texted me to say, "Oh, we've seen your article," and I was like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> and then he sent another WhatsApp to go, um, "Could you just explain to us what non-binary is because we don't know?" And so I was like, "Oh God, how do you explain that over a WhatsApp to a guy in his eighties?" <laughs> and so I, I just said. Um, Something along the lines of, you know, it's just that I don't feel like, like actually like a woman. Sometimes I feel more like a man. Sometimes I feel like n neither. Um, and and I said, some of my friends use they, them pronouns for me, but you don't have to. It's fine. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's 80 and he's lived his whole life calling me she, her. So I'll, I'll let him, I'll let him get yeah, away Yeah, it's a long <laughs> And he was yeah. like, okay, that's fine. I think I understand. Thanks for letting me know. And that was that. And um <laughs> And it was it was quite nice actually. So um, yeah, I I do think I I always used to panic like I can't tell people I can't unless they're unless they're people my age unless they are friends or like peers. I don't really want to risk telling anyone because you just don't know what the reaction is going to be. But like you say, I do think it's changing even yeah. with even with you know if my granddad is eighty three and he can understand it. Then... <laughs> exactly, there's hope for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. I've really loved it. Really appreciate it. Uh, where can we find you on the socials? I am on Twitter at Ashlyn Draws A I S L I N N. And same on Instagram, and I don't do TikTok because I'm worried that I'm a bit too old for it. But <laughs> yeah, I've been TikTok off. It's not, it's not for me. <laughs> and I tell you what, I'll tell you what, the compilations to make it onto. Yeah, that's Instagram. it. Yeah, I wait for the, I wait for the reels. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice one, and nice one for including me in the on your in your art project, the the, the playing cards. Honestly, oh, I was so chuffed. Well. I'm like, I've arrived. That's it. Good, I'm, good I'm amongst draw, man. The beard oh, and the lovely. glasses. It's a good, it's a good, makes a good playing <laughs> card, I reckon. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> All right, no worries. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.